podcast world. Uh, it's the new episode of Turn of the Millennials. I'm Stephanie. I'm Lindy. And today we have a special guest with us. We are talking about, uh, in our little hometown, we have Oktoberfest, which goes hand in hand with Thanksgiving. And we actually have someone on the uh, Oktoberfest committee or board of committee, I believe. Alan Cayenne. <laughs> board of directors, yeah. Board of directors, that's what it is. Uh, Alan Cayenne <laughs> to join us and kind of just talk about Oktoberfest and then just reminiscing about Oktoberfest as we were kids because like I said they've gone Oktoberfest and Thanksgiving go hand in hand in our Waterloo regions exactly well thanks for having me here welcome thanks for being here so Lindy and Alan actually go way back they I believe was elementary school kindergarten yeah yeah did kindergarten together heck yeah go Panthers (laughs) (laughs) my mom just retired oh wow she hates it how many years (laughs) uh since I was three so 35. Wow. 35 years she's been at that that school anyway. So So, Oktoberfest. Right. Oktoberfest. So I think we are in our 52nd or 53rd year. 53rd. Because it was 69. I think I was reading in my my travels and sort of my stuff. I couldn't find a lot of necessarily when I was looking great history. So how about you give us a little bit of history of kind of Oktoberfest in our region? Sure. So yeah, 1969, you got it right for the date it started. And it started basically as a a project by the chamber um, to kind of drive some tourism and an economic driver for the region. And so they started Oktoberfest then. That was the, the first year it happened. And since then, it has steadily grown, uh, obviously, with uh, Kitchen Waterloo having a pretty big German-based immigration, so uh, quite a big German population, especially back then. It, it really took off in the region and really became one of the largest Oktoberfests in the world. And for the most part, it's the second largest outside of Germany. Uh, yeah, the only other one I read was Brazil had a really good Oktoberfest as well. Yes, in Blumenau, Brazil, they have a fairly large Oktoberfest now as well. So that's another really big one. So, yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. Bucket list, I guess. Yeah, I know a few people have gone to that one and they say it's it's really cool. It's a very fun experience. So. And Lindy, you say you're one of those Germans in the region? I was, yep. That was uh, my grandparents were like, you know, I, I think my grandparents were first Canadian born. So they didn't come over from Germany, but their parents did. So I guess my great-grandparents, that's all my family's been in the area. And my parents were always heavily involved in Oktoberfest as well. I think my mom once uh, volunteered on the parade committee. I think it was like 95 and like 96. Every, I think every Thanksgiving, we always have the parade, which was televised on CTV. I, yeah, um, it's been televised for a while now, yeah. Yeah, and it's always the Monday of the Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. And yeah, there was, uh, we would always have like, I think John Candy's been parade marshals and there's, it's been, a, like I said, world-renowned Oktoberfest. Yeah, there, there's yeah. been a lot of big parade marshals, like you mentioned, John uh, John Candy, Eugene Levy, Lennox Lewis, um, Doug Gilmore, we've had some. Dan Vermeer, he was in Dan the one year. was one year, yeah. So yeah, definitely uh, a history of some some pretty big parade marshals and and People the infamous in. uh, Optimus Lion that was on Ellen that came up yes, as well. Yes, I remember that. that. Year and, yeah, that year we tried to get Ellen to be parade marshal, but didn't quite work out. I remember. I, I remember I the remember rumors. That. Yeah. <laughs> I, too, I think I remember that too. I also remember we had Miss o- a televised Miss Oktoberfest pageants as well back in the day. I think in the nineties. Was it televised? Yeah. 
So when it when it first started, it, when it was a, a pageant, um, yeah, it, it did have some some national coverage. And since then, obviously, it's transitioned away from being a a pageant. And now, actually, the the program will be transitioning from that to a, an ambassador program in the future. So we'll see changes oh, there. Yeah, that's nice. That's awesome. That's great. Just growing up, like, what are your kind of memories as well from yourself of just Oktoberfest? How did you yes. get involved in it? Oh, so memories <laughs> and involvement are two completely different things. So my memories are oh, actually a lot different <laughs> than, I, than I think uh, a lot of people because um, both my parents immigrated to Canada. So uh, and we're newer, we're new to this region, um, moved here when I was one. So didn't really have roots here. So went to the parade a couple of times, but I wouldn't say it was a, a huge part of my childhood or, or growing up. I just was aware that Oktoberfest was a thing in the region, but didn't really have any strong ties or connections to it as, as a child, right? It just wasn't part of my, my family's traditions as it is for so many people, right? So um, it wasn't really till I was older that I became connected with the festival. And one of my good friends, Crystal Darling, Crystal Banesh at the time, was Miss Oktoberfest. And so she got me involved in kind of the, the marketing side of things with Oktoberfest. And that's when I started to see more the, the flip side of Oktoberfest than what I saw from the outside and saw kind of what it does for the community and those type of things. And that's what got me involved in the festival. But yeah, if it wasn't for Crystal, I, I don't think I would have ever been involved or connected with the festival. Wow. I personally volunteered this year, my first year, because I've just been going for so long. And I was like, I feel like I should finally start giving back to Oktoberfest in the region. So I signed up this year and I know it's all different with COVID. So I'm excited for next year to actually get more involved. Yes. And that's awesome because that's what we need. That's what has driven Oktoberfest all these years are the volunteers. It's a, it's a volunteer-based organization and it's been successful based on the strength of those volunteers. So we always need those people that are willing to give back to this great community we have. So awesome. Thanks for helping us out. Is there like my mom was, uh, she was a volunteer bartender. She did it for years. She loved it. Definitely loved it. She loved cutting people off. Is there a favorite (laughs) fest hall of yours? For me or for Lindy? Either, both of you. I know yeah. mine, like I said, mine's Bingaman's Retrotoberfest has always been my favorite, favorite one. So for me, I, I like something different about a number of different fest halls, just because I've gotten to experience so many of them in so many different ways over the year mm-hmm. years in my involvement. So, you know, things like I, I love the food at Hubertus House. So, you know, if I can get some roll rotten from Hubertus House, that's probably my favorite thing to eat during the festival. <laughs> um, certain things like um, there's a So You Think You Can Taunts event, which is a Bavarian folk dancing competition, basically. Okay. And um, that's every year at the Alpine Club. And I've been involved with that from the start. And I love it because I love seeing all the different dance groups perform and those awesome. type of things. So that and obviously grabbing some apple strudel from there because it's amazing. Um, and then just obviously the the size of Concordia. I like yep. it because I get to run into a lot of people. That's a huge thing for me in Oktoberfest is reconnecting with people and seeing people yes. you haven't seen so long like when you're from the region you find a lot of people come back for thanksgiving in their home and it's like a reunion so that's one of my favorite parts of oktoberfest is that reunion type atmosphere that it provides so i agree that's kind of what i I kind of wanted the episode too was you you get something special with that weekend in the region and i think Mm -hmm. you would absolutely agree with that the amount of people from like high school i've run into in recent years that i haven't seen is ridiculous 
Or case in point, Lindy, right now, you're talking to Alan that you probably haven't talked to in forever because of this October fest. Yeah, I, think. I, can't, I can't even I remember. I think it was my, the last one was probably my birthday, like Canada Day around 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time I saw you in Scotty. Yeah. yeah. At, at, I want to say Foo Bars? Maybe Caesars. Caesars Martinis? 2011. Oh, yeah, maybe I, don't... I forgot about Caesar Martinis, to be honest. Yeah, I'm going to say it was that. So a decade. Something, yeah, it's oh, wow. special about oh, just. Although I do remember mm-hmm. one time, one time me and Lindy did go out and it did not end appropriately. She And it wasn't even her fault. She was just, she just wanted to. Yeah, she literally just wanted to sit oh, on the grass. She wasn't even drunk or anything. She just wanted to sit on the grass. And then that's okay. I was the type of like, I was at the point where I just, I was so drunk. I just wanted to be low to the ground. I just wanted to sit on the ground. I didn't want to sit on the bench or on the table. I just, I wanted to be low to the ground and listen to the music. And security guard came up to me and just was like, okay, you're done. Get out. And I'm just like, I'm literally just sitting here. I wasn't doing anything wrong. Just sitting on the ground away. Like I wasn't sitting in the middle of the dance floor, but I got kicked out for that. And I just thought that was ridiculous. (laughs) But I I wasn't going to be one of those like, are, you know, like, I'm not like, you know, Mm-hmm. Was, yeah because Korea and another friend had to like drag me out and I think that's the only other time I've had like I think that's the only time I've had anything bad and it even wasn't even that bad at Oktoberfest like I, it's always been a good like you go in there it's always a good time I've never felt I've had drama when I'm at Oktoberfest it's just it's a so different atmosphere than when you're just going to a bar or a club or something it's just and it starts at seven o'clock too so if you wanted to get out of there by like 10 and go home to bed early it's perfect. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's I I love it for that. It's we try we call it the spirit of gemütlichkeit, right? It's the general feeling of welcoming and warmth. Um, so it's it's a great German word. It's one of the favorite things I've learned from the festival is that spirit of gemütlichkeit, and mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's what tries to to happen at every event to that Oktoberfest does, and you really see it in the people. They're just generally in a good mood when they're out doing anything and in the festival now and the beers this year i think they didn't they change them up actually because for a long time it was molson and i noticed i think they changed it this year or something didn't they um so yeah for for a long time molson was uh the primary beer sponsor of the festival and you know did a lot of great things and helped us achieve a lot of stuff in in the communities and locally um and then a, a few years ago we we made the decision to bring in some german beers as well um, so it was kind of both going on. And since then, it's just opened up a little more to have a little more freedom in, in what beers are available and a little more um, decision making by the fest halls to decide what they want to provide. So it's just, yeah, you're seeing a lot of different variety now in, in what's available. And, you know, Waterloo Brewing came on board this year as a big sponsor of opening ceremonies. And so, yeah, we're just seeing a lot of different different changes in, in those areas. And I think it's just some people just want that different availability now. And so we're just adapting with the times and what people are, are looking for from the festival. Because I've noticed like awesome. for the first few years, it was kind of very similar. And it's nice that you guys are kind of now in the last few years, I've noticed that there's been some changes that are like adapting and a lot more community local give back as well. I've kind of noticed in the last like probably decade or so of going and it's just it's nice it's it's really good that they're they like to give back and there's always the food drive as well every year the uncle holland's food drive mm-hmm. that they do yeah and, and that's something that's become more of a focus for sure for the festival is is that local give back it's something that has gone on for years you know you know pre, like just its actual impact on the community you know if you're talking 
kind of pre-COVID days, you see like, you know, over a $10 million economic impact on the community yeah. through the festival, you know, through all the people coming in and spending and the tourism and the jobs created because of it. Um, and then obviously you mentioned the Uncle Hans food drive. It's always been a huge part of the festival and, and what we do. Um, last year, I think it was over 55,000 meals raised through it. Wow. And um, yeah, and since then, we, we've wow. now started Oktoberfest Cares, which is kind of the umbrella now for all of our community giving and connection and support. So we're trying to really do more to, to be involved in our community and support in areas that need that support. So it's the food drive is always going to be a big part of that because um, it is a big need. And especially now, more than ever, we're seeing uh, food insecurity. So uh, that's that's a huge part of it. But we know there's a lot of different areas in the region that, that need help and support. So whether it's by trying to raise some money for them or just lending our platform to give them a voice or um, direct people towards it, that's that's definitely a direction the festival is trying to go now. That's awesome. That's, that's fantastic. I didn't know it was like that heavily involved in um, the community. Well, yeah, for, for a long time, it's, it's, it's had those community connections. And I think it's something that a lot of people, unless they're really involved, don't really know. They kind of see it as this big party, which for sure, there's yeah. a, definitely that yeah. party aspect of the festival, <laughs> which is awesome. I definitely um, look forward to every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think less people think about kind of the, the impact that the festival itself has on the region. And then uh, from there, all the different spinoffs. All the more reason to go to more of the parties. <laughs> exactly. And it, the festival runs for, is it like, I know it's over two weekends in the week. So it's 11, is it 10 days or 11 days? So that's another thing we're starting to see change here is we've, we've moved up the start date of the festival the past couple of years. Um, just mainly uh, weather is a huge part of that. Just because a lot of this now we're trying to do some of the, the smaller micro uh, fest halls, as you've seen in a lot of those, because of the restrictions these past couple of years, um, the patio is a huge component of that for them. Okay. So having that additional capacity of the patios uh, lets us take advantage of some better weather too, from a festival standpoint. So starting a little earlier in uh, in September now. So you know our opening ceremonies this year were just on on Friday there, Last the twenty fourth. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we did our official opening, and yeah, we'll run right through past Thanksgiving like uh, we normally do. And so it just has the festival extended over a bit longer uh, of a period of time, but allows us to have better weather for for a lot of it. Like it, it has been hit or miss. I know sometimes I've gone and we end up having a great Thanksgiving and I haven't, I didn't need to wear like a sweater or something. And I remember sometimes I've gone and it's almost snowing outside. It's snowing. And yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's always turned around. So it, yeah, it is kind of nice to have it. Although Friday was rather chilly though. So that hopefully <laughs> yeah, it, the rest it of got better at night. It was, it was hilarious. As soon as opening was over, the weather started getting better. Oh, I, I was, got uh, home and that out sun with, came out. With a wonder wagon at night, and it was it was fantastic. Yeah, you ended up having a beautiful from, night. Yeah, yeah. It came from my my buntos, in which are the leather pants, to my later hose, in which are the leather shorts. So, yeah, it turned into short weather. <laughs> oh so, man, I so wish I had a dirndl. <laughs> oh, go out and get one. There's so many I different places you can will. go to grab one. Yeah, it's it's really fun when you are you know you're in the truck is what we call it. like during those later hose and buntos and uh, it's called truck. So I find when you're wearing truck, you it's just a different involvement. It's it's funny like people kind of look at you different and like I a end super up, 
Yeah, I end up wearing mine all over. Uh, so I'm like grocery shopping in my later hose in and I'm just, I'm so used to it that by now that I'm like, why are people looking at me funny? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm wearing leather shorts right now. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's part of it. Then you have people that just look at you like it's just a normal thing because, you know, they grew up here and like, oh yeah, it's about that time of year. Oh, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why, why would that person be wearing later hosen? Exactly. <laughs> I might. I'm gonna go get my adrenal. I don't. I, I got mine. I think I got mine three years ago or four years ago, and Oktoberfest is totally different since then. So all the other years, it was mm-hmm. just I had my hat and I would collect the pins. Now, okay, so I have the blue and white checkered hat heavy. that you can it's get. Heavy. So the blue and white checkered hat that you get from the Hans house. So I have it, and basically I am to the like the full brim here, completely covered in pins. I have no more room left for it. Yeah, and that's how it goes. A lot of people get into pin collecting and they have multiple hats, multiple vests, multiple lanyards. They just, anywhere you can put a a pin or a button, they've put a pin or a button. I gotta say, Alan, I half expected you to be either wearing your later hosen or at least a hat. (laughs) (laughs) Or you too, Steph. I expected you to be wearing your hat as well. I thought about it at last minute to go, my, my dirndl is literally right there on the door. Yeah, this is the, the, the first the- day I, I haven't had my later hosen on in, in a while now. So, you know, <laughs> have that one day out of it before I get back into it. I know, because those later hosen, because they're what? The full leather. So they've got to be a little warm at times. Uh, yeah, for sure. The, the later hosen are a little better because they are the shorts and a bit more breathable. But uh, the buntos in because they're they're longer than the leather pants there, they can get quite hot. But normally that's a good thing because it gets a little chilly in October. So that's why I've, I've liked them. But Definitely, I picked up the later hose now that we uh, we start earlier. Need that extra extra war- like less warmth. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Need that, and it gives you options, right? I have the dirndl that's at the knee, and I saw some of the ladies at opening that had them to the floor, and I was like, "Ooh, that could be a nice option to have." Because in the colder weather, that is that would have been perfect. Some wool pantaloons underneath that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bloomers. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I said the wrong word. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> I, I am a little sad. One thing I noticed this year that they were, they said they were getting, they got rid of the Hans house. I used to love always going to the Hans house to pick up my tickets and might grab, like check the little, uh, the little table for all the pins that I might not have had and all the stuff and that experience. And just going to downtown Kitchener and you see the castle and it was just so iconic this year. Oh yeah. I saw pictures of that on Facebook, like a couple of days ago. Yeah. I remember that. That was sad. Yeah, so it's just again changing with the times. It was less need for a physical space of that size and mm-hmm. where it was. So from a festival standpoint, right, a lot more stuff is happening online, e-commerce. So just having that big physical space wasn't necessarily uh, a requirement anymore, right? And yeah. so uh, yes, it's it is sad to see the the castle facade come down uh, yeah. for sure, as it's probably a a bit of an icon for a lot of people in the yeah. room. But uh, you see that with a lot of different things. And, you know, it's just we're going to find different ways to to bring that festival experience to people. And that's the great thing about Oktoberfest, too, is it's it's not a building or physical spaces. It's it's the people that come and the celebration and the, the Gemütlichkeit. The right. So yeah, that's that's what it came down to. Is, you know, Oktoberfest isn't necessarily a building. It's it's a feeling. Oh, and absolutely. Can- experience. Yeah, definitely. Actually, one of one of my favorite things um, that came out of Oktoberfest, I, you might know when it started, but the fact that they do free buses 
Yes. Or, yeah, the, the take a ride on us, uh, the GRT program. Yeah, for sure. That was something that was uh, that was one of the, the big advantages of having a partner like Molson uh, in the past. They were a big driver of that program as well. They they wanted to see that people were making responsible choices during the festival and had a safe ride home. So uh, that program definitely is is something that you know, we take it seriously as a festival. We want people to be able to make those responsible choices and we want to help provide that that safe ride home. So that program definitely fell into that category and was something that we really liked to bring to people. Well, I think it was a fantastic idea and I got to say I've utilized it several times. All the time. I'm glad I've, to hear. Right? Glad to hear. Always, always a fun bus ride. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I imagine that would be quite an entertaining bus ride. You meet the most interesting people on the bus at like one in the morning during Oktoberfest. During Oktoberfest. And usually yeah. you'll, you'll get into a chorus of someone singing Ole, 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 Ole for some reason. I don't know yeah. why, but always on the bus when they're going for some reason. <laughs> Any one of the songs, it'll, to- it'll break out. Yep. Too bad you didn't have the podcast back then. That would that would have been some fun episodes. Right? In, interviews from the bus. <laughs> Maybe some future if you know we ever get back to normal. Yes. True. True. There you go. Some future episode ideas. There we go. That's what we have to work forward to. You know, yeah. be safe so we can have Oktoberfest again, like it was. Mm-hmm. So, do you, what does the future of Oktoberfest look like now that we've kind of pivoted after COVID? Are they going to still kind of stick with the two week time frame? Or are they going to like? Is it going to still be a lot of on, like we're still going to obviously do in person? But are they still going to fusion in with the online events or the Wunderwagen going to still I, continue? Because that was kind of cool. Yeah, I, I think what we'll see is we're going to continue to to change as as necessary, right, and adapt with the times. And I think. You'll see things like the Wunderwagen hopefully continue because there are ways that we can connect with different segments of our community, right? And I think moving forward, there's definitely going to be different comfort levels for people, right? So we want to have different options for everyone's comfort level, right? If people aren't yet ready to come back to a a fest hall full of 3,000 people, right? It's nice to have other options for them and uh, a little more family-focused entertainment and programming as well. Some stuff that we can do during the day that's accessible to people. I think that's a a big thing that's important for the festival is making it accessible and making sure people can come experience it. Uh, I think that's that's very important and those are things that we're going to try to do moving forward for sure. Awesome. I think that's amazing. I think that's awesome that that they plan something for everyone. Like basically there's, there's something during the Oktoberfest festivities for everybody. Yeah, you've got and family days, amazing. barrel races, keg tapping, all, the parties. All the, the different all the different venues of like all the different Oktoberfest parties like Queens Mountain, Bingham's and um, Concordia and Alpine. I think awesome. it's awesome because there's something for everybody. Like 100%. everyone has their go-to, right? Everyone has their go-to for a while mine was Queens Mountain till Retro Oktoberfest came along, then it became Bingham's. Yeah, and that's that's really what it is. It's, it's something for everyone during the festival, you know, um, and it's something we still have to work towards, right? Because there's there's definitely probably still people in the community that look at the festival and don't see themselves in it and don't feel like they're, they're welcome there, right? So those are additional things that we're working on is it's having everyone from this great community feel like they can come to the festival and feel like it's accessible to them. So things that we're, we, we think we can achieve and we think that, you know, people can have fun and enjoy the festival no matter where you're from, right? So. Mm-hmm. I gotta say one of my favorite things other than the partying part is the pancake breakfast. 
Yes. So good. I remember it was originally at Waterloo Town Square for the longest mm-hmm. time. And then it Ooh, went to Bingham's when Bingham's had the tent, they put it into the tent because it stuck having breakfast in Waterloo Town Square when it was raining or cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. so it, it kind of that event shifts around and moves based on, you know, um, who's sponsoring it, who's running it, and those type of things. But yes, it's definitely uh, one I think is a memory for a lot of people, right? Is that that pancake breakfast and Sausages. you know it's part of the, it's for a lot of local people that's definitely yeah part of part of growing up here yeah Bingham's yeah. it's been pretty nice because yeah so they have it inside the, the tent and then they've got the um inside the tent and then they've got the bands that are playing in the day so you still get that kind of Oktoberfest feeling while you're having your breakfast as well and the kids can kind of dance around and stuff like that mm-hmm. I love that Tim Hortons gives out free coffee <laughs> at those like oh man because I need a coffee no, especially they're, they're, after one of those nights especially after one of those nights yeah regardless if I was drinking or not regardless because I did a lot of years where I was DD so mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're also just up late sometimes so it's just tired in the morning when you're going because you're going up breakfast for like eight o'clock in the morning I can't imagine like doing that again now that I'm almost 40 <laughs> sorry that tasted like vinegar a little bit um <laughs> but oh yeah I couldn't imagine like my bedtime now is like eight o'clock <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I still have a, a, a later bedtime, but um, <laughs> the advantage for me is I, I don't drink, so I'm, I'm never, I, I don't mind, I'm never I don't hung mind. over in the morning. So, yeah. but it doesn't make waking up any easier. <laughs> well, I spent I spent like four years waking up at four o'clock to go to work, so it's kind of ingrained at me at this point. <laughs> oh wow, There's, some nights that's my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> I wish sometimes. Um, so um, I think on that, we'll, we'll um, kind of end this out, but we can't not end our episode without a good old Ziggy Zaggy. Ziggy Zaggy? Wait, wait, Are we going to be able to do <laughs> And so I'll give you a quick little uh, uh, German tip here, because this is one I always hear is, you know, we commonly say Ziggy Zaggy. Yeah. Uh, but the actual, they go Sika Saka. Right, like it's it's different. It just be kind of came ziggy zaggy because it's easier to say. Yeah. Uh, but you you'll definitely hear uh, a difference in how some people say it. So if you ever hear like a sicka sicka, that's that's what it was. It's like a sicka 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 hoy hoy hoy. That's a proper pronunciation. Yeah. Yes, and I'm I'm probably not doing it justice as I'm not a a native German speaker, but. Uh, and I thought it was zigga zaga. Like I knew it wasn't Ziggy Zaggy. I thought it ended in a yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. a, that believe, probably makes more sense. I believe it's Z-I-C-K-E, Z-I-C-A-K-E. Weird. Okay. I'm not even gonna attempt that, but okay. <laughs> oh, so I, I spelled the second one wrong. The second one would be Z-A-C-K-E. Yeah. Zika Zaggy. Uh, yeah. Either way, super fun. Best right. time, like best memories from Oktoberfest. Just great best times. Memories. I once, I once actually got, got kicked out um, because I stole a poster. Oh, oh, you wanted a souvenir. Right? I wanted a souvenir. Yep. And what's funnier is my dad was like three feet behind me when I got kicked out. <laughs> I, that, was so, I was a DD that year. <laughs> but that is the fun part of an Oktoberfest, right? Is There's not many other times when you're going out and you're, you can have that celebration with your family right at yep. you know earlier on in family days in the parade and later in life like literally going to a festival with your parents right question for you alan were you ever in the thanksgiving day parade when we were at mcgregor no no i oh. the first time i was ever in the parade was 
oh, I forget how many years ago I was volunteer of the year. And so volunteer of the year gets to go in the parade. So that was my first time in the parade. Oh, nice. Uh, and which was a cool experience getting to like look out and see people and like, hey, because yeah. same thing. It's like a, a reunion on wheels. You just don't have the time to stop and talk. You're just waving and pointing to people, but it's cool to still see them. But yeah, you were in it when we were in McGregor? Yeah, uh, grade seven, grade eight. It was, yeah. We were carrying signs Sign and carriers. we all got to wear like dirndls or later hose in nice, and almost yeah. stepped in horse poop. That was <laughs> awesome. I had to like avoid it. That was, that was great. Embarrassing. <laughs> I almost stepped in it. <laughs> it happens to the best of us in parades <laughs> um, yeah we just want to say all right on that note i guess we'll end the podcast but we just want to say thank you again for coming alan we appreciate it and just so talking to us about it see no, it's, really good to catch up. it's really good to see you again yeah thanks for having me yeah, it's always good to catch up and reminisce about the good old days so i enjoyed it thank you we'll run into you sometime in the future at an Oktoberfest event Yes, yes. Hopefully if everything goes well and we're back to more in-person stuff in the future, that's that's what we have to look forward to. We're yep, all finger crossing so. for 2022 that we can be together for Oktoberfest. Nice. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much again. Yep. And yeah, I no guess we will problem. talk to you later. <laughs> all right. See you later. Thank you. Yes. You too. Bye. Bye. Prost. Prost. <laughs> Prost. But yeah, so that was great. Right? He's great. I see him like every day for like my entire formative years. Kindergarten to OAC, like we were in school the whole time together. (laughs) Right? That's what I mean, like your whole entire time. And then, yeah, you don't see each other for so long. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. Are you going to be after professing this year? I'm not sure. Cause like I said, like you said, it's different. So it's these little micro fest halls and stuff like that. So maybe next Friday we might check out somewhere or something. What is the limit for capacity right now? Do you know? I think it's a hundred for gatherings. I think that kind of sucks for Oktoberfest because it's normally thousands. Yeah. Oh man. But anyway, so well, like like he said, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of patios. So at at Bingham's where uh, the bowling lounges and everything, that back patio is where they're doing their Oktoberfest this year. Oh, that's cool. So it's still like an outdoor, but it's you know a little smaller, basically. Yeah. So anybody out there never experienced Oktoberfesting before? check it out it is fucking awesome absolutely oh yeah i know we also, didn't really... if you can check out the one in germany and the one in brazil that right. i just learned about and i know we didn't talk much about thanksgiving but for those of you who don't know canadian thanksgiving actually falls the second weekend in october not yeah. the last no weekend in november thanksgiving, thanksgiving not you know established on genocide but whatever <laughs> it's more to do with like you know our harvest season because we're basically covered in snow almost in november and it's super cold exactly to oh, no. mark martin frobisher's valiant yet unsuccessful attempt to find the great sea passage um in the northern indian sea northern sea through the northern sea that's the least what that they say on how i met your mother because that was what robin says when barty's all like you're fake thanksgiving <laughs> yeah yeah how do we let you be a country <laughs> because this we're the world nice. nation you come from it's called canada <laughs> because we're nice because we didn't face our thanksgiving on genocide <laughs> right <laughs> so yes anyway we'll talk about that next time <laughs> yeah. so basically that's our episode um so thanksgiving oktoberfest is great come to kitchener waterloo and experience at some point in your life because it is awesome and don't suffer FOMO guys you gotta check it out right gotta check it out 
<laughs> so on that note, you can follow us on Spotify. Find us on Apple Podcasts. I think we're on Amazon Podcasts. I I don't know if we're on our heart radio. Not, yeah, sure. I have forgot about that one. Um, find us on our website, millennialspod.com or millennialspodcast.com. Millennial, yeah, I think it's millennialspod.com. I don't even remember anything anymore. There's a little cutscene at the our, end that will tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, our stuff is on the little page information thing where you click play podcast episode. It'll say it like in the description. It's normally in there. You'll, you'll, and then you'll, usually you'll... I, I put that end pre-recorded thing I put in. So, you know, it's all there. It'll it, to be followed. And we have less than a minute. So yeah, on that note. It several times that you know, I get it, guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on that note. <laughs> Later podcast world. I froze it. Pro- Prost. Ziggy zaggy, ziggy zaggy. Oi, oi, oi. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you liked it, be sure to check out our previous episodes on our website at www.millennialspod.com. And also you can check them out on Spotify, Anchor, Google, or Apple Podcasts. While you're there, hit the follow and subscribe button so you can stay up to date on all of our latest episodes. Also, you can follow us on all of the socials, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at Turn of the Millennials Pod, and like us on Facebook to leave a comment and a review. We greatly appreciate it. We will see you next episode.